Hey guys, and welcome back to Amongst Us, Expanding the Kingdom of God, episode two. I'm really excited for today's episode. I got Ito Fuerte, a, what I believe, father of the faith, and we're gonna find out why. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Ito, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me on, man. I'm happy to have you, man. I really felt the Holy Spirit calling me to you. I know we haven't seen each other uh, in a long time, brother. So it's going to be good to catch up here on this podcast and just uh, dive into what God is doing through our lives. Absolutely. I'm ready for it. Man. Yeah, man. So uh, could you give us a backstory, just kind of your growing up, your, your walk with the Lord, and uh, kind of how this all started in your journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I came to the faith when, um, when I was just a young boy, five years old, but it was really through my dad's testimony and what God did in his life. See, my dad was um, dying in, um, in the hospital, dying from a real rare meningitis. And he had this supernatural experience in the hospital room where he, um, it was the middle of the night, he heard um, what he believed was a nurse coming into his hospital room. It was pitch back dark, and my dad called out to the nurse and said, hey, is, is, is that you, is that you? And um, what he saw was, he saw like this shadowy figure uh, like a, in a cape coming towards him. And in that moment, my dad had a, just a sense of fear that it was his moment to, to, to leave earth, and he felt that death was coming for him in that moment. And my dad wasn't walking, walking with Jesus. He didn't have a, you know, faith in God at the time, but he knew that in that moment that he had to cry out to, to God. And ultimately he's, you know, he had friends that shared the faith with him. And in that moment, as that shadowy figure was walking towards his bedroom, he cried out to, to, to God and said, Hey, if God, if you save me from this moment, then I'll serve you for the rest of, of my life. And in that moment, he says that a, a bright light just entered the room and and that shadowy figure disappeared. Wow. And um, when he woke up that morning, he said like all oh, his bed was just wet, like in sweat. And you know, he asked all the nurses, hey, did anyone come in? And no, no, no one came in in the middle of the night. And it was truly was a supernatural experience, whether it was a dream or it actually happened. It was something that transformed my dad's life forever. So he came out of that hospital room. Obviously he didn't die from that um, from that disease, um, but he pretty much went straight into the church right after that. Brought our family um, to to the church, and that's when I was first exposed to Christianity. Um, so yeah, wow. how old were you? I was uh, about five years old oh, wow. uh, pretty, at the time. Young. Yeah, so I, I vaguely remember um, going to the hospital and seeing my dad during that time. Um, but yeah, I do remember um, walking into the church for the first time. Wow, man, that's an incredible story, just how God works through those types of experiences and creates those ripple effects, right? You know, yeah, absolutely. You, you receiving that, that story changed your life. Absolutely, and it, it, it's my dad's story, but it, it, it's also my story, too, because that's how I got introduced to, to the faith, you know, it was through my dad's um, experience. So. And, and one of the beautiful things about going through that, at you at five years old, that I just think of the top of my head when we were growing up, I remember you being very young, being involved in the church. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about um, whys and some of the things that 
uh, transpired uh, from that because you had already started so young that you started making moves for God at a young age. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so after that experience, we were pretty much plugged into the church. Um, however, my family um, at the age of 11 went through just a real nasty split up and divorce. Our family was shattered and broken at that point. So I went through my teenage years just really lost, you know, um, dealing with a lot of rejection and not really having a stable home anymore or, or feeling that love that I once felt as a, as a young child, having our family together. Um, so during my teenage years, I was just kind of um, pretty much looking for acceptance of whatever I can find, trying to fill a void in my heart and in my life that I couldn't fill with, you know, alcohol, drugs, partying, girls, or any of that. It, it, it was never satisfying. So at the age of 17, I made a commitment to give my life to God, give my life to Christ, and fully um, dive into to my journey of faith and begin to read the Word of God and the Bible and explore um, the scriptures and that was life transforming and changing for myself so after that I know you mentioned wise it wasn't long after that that I started um, writing music and and you know recording songs and I went out to even launch my own um, um, music album yeah and that, that I was had that incredible. one yeah <laughs> so it was an incredible time I, I gotta you know share that music with uh, a lot of different churches and festivals and, and in the area um, so it, w it was also uh, an amazing time for me in, in, in my young adult years. That's awesome, yeah. man. I remember that album was the first album in my 2001 Ford Ranger. I was bumping <laughs> that thing with the kicker sub, bumping, yeah. dude. It was just awesome, uh, just full of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I wish we could get, I don't know, if, is that album on Spotify or anything like that? Um, no, you'll, you'll, you can still find probably some stuff on YouTube yeah. that people uploaded. But um, yeah, I used to rap by the name Wise, W-Y-Z-E, and the album was brand new. Yep. New was N-U. Yep, it was, it was pretty yeah. cool, man. And one thing that comes to mind is, uh, I feel like God, captures us at that age because for me I came to the Lord at that time I grew up in the church Catholic yeah. but I was 16 when I and I've, I've talked about it in my other podcast when I had when I made that decision yeah. you know you were 17 and I feel like there's something about that youth mm -hmm. and uh, growing into becoming an adult you know adult a young adult where God is trying to really capture us because before the world takes us yeah and when I say the world I'm talking about you know things that are not of God yeah because they're all around us yeah right so yeah man that is a very cool uh, testimony so a couple years back mm -hmm. you were um, you've been with STPD for a while how long have you been with STPD now uh, this year will be 10 years wow department that's yeah. awesome bro yeah I'm coming up with uh, you know eight eight years with San Diego fire so same department, just yeah. different uh, division, you and I. Yeah. Uh, and we had the pleasure to work with each other a couple years back when we were both in City Heights. Uh, one of the biggest melting pots in the city of San Diego as far as cultural. Uh, dude, there's hundreds of languages. I'm sure you are. You can attest to this. You guys deal a lot more with people. Yeah. Um, and just many different uh, life scenarios, situations, and things. So can you talk about being a believer and working in that community mm -hmm. and trying to um, be a light to people, if, yeah. if anything comes to mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the obviously the the profession of law enforcement it's 
it can really weigh down on you the things you experience and um i mean you experience everything from death to murder um suicide and, and there's a lot of horrible um just different i can recall different incidents that i've you know that i've witnessed that have you know had an effect on me and that i can't unseen and i know you can relate to that um you know being in in fire and, and as a firefighter and um without god and without faith i don't know how you can even cope or deal with those traumatic incidents that that you come across with people and um honestly having faith in god keeps you rooted and keeps you um just with with a peace that surpasses all understanding a mm-hmm. peace that you can't really explain and and being able to hold it together when you're dealing with people who who are literally in their lowest moment most traumatic moments in their life and um, it really takes having strength to to be able to speak to these people and, and handle it with such grace and such love and care. And it's really through the working of the Spirit of God in us that gives you the ability to, to be able to deal with it. And um, yeah, I mean, with people that we deal with in, in, in society, um, but also with coworkers. Um, and honestly, uh, in law enforcement, there's a lot of um, officers that that have these experiences that have a, a hard time coping with it. And a lot of times you can get into unhealthy habits of dealing with it and um, not having anybody around you to, to really talk to because we have this kind of like alpha male kind mm-hmm. of culture of like, hey, I can handle it. I'm, you know, I'm strong, you know, I, you know, I'm a cop. You have that kind of persona that, you know, we have to always have it together, but that's not the reality of what it is. And a lot of times people go back home and it's like, well, now, how do I deal with this? Behind, so, behind closed people, doors, dark humor. Dark humor, yeah, cynical. You know, yeah. that's how, how a lot of officers deal with it, but it's the truth of the matter, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing that, that comes to mind with that is uh, leading through example. Mm. Like you said, through your peers, allowing uh, God to be present in your mind yeah. when you're going through these things. Um, if we solely rely on our strength we might fall short of what someone might be needing from us in that moment but if you start your morning with the lord you start get your mind right you're going to be more present and um aware of the things that he might be calling you in in that day so that is that's super cool man i love that um you know and and we're always growing in 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 our faith and growing in our, our careers or you're seeing how God is guiding you. So now moving into your next phase that you're in currently, what was there something that you felt that God was pushing you to, to, to move to that, to that next step? Or would it be uh, like leadership? Like you, you already gained that experience or how is he applying those skills that you learned there into this new chapter that you're in with uh, as a detective? Yeah, I mean, as far as in my career, um, so a lot of people don't realize, but you you don't just start off as a detective. So you, everyone starts off on the same kind of level playing field to say, you know, you start off as a recruit, then a police officer, you go straight into the streets. Um, you don't have to necessarily go straight like the next step isn't necessarily a detective you can skip that and go straight to sergeant and never ever be a detective but i think what's prepared me is just being exposed to a lot of different crimes and and 
I've worked City Heights for almost, uh, I did almost five years there and then I transferred to Southeast San Diego, which is a, another high crime area and, and it's, it's a lot different. So I've been exposed to, to a lot in my career and handled uh, a lot of different types of investigations as an officer, um, you know, and I think that's helped prepare me for um, investigations because of just the fact that I've dealt, I've dealt with a lot of different criminals and that have committed various crimes. Um, so that really does help prepare you for um, the next phase, which is, um, in my case, investigations. So handling different cases of different crimes that I've committed and um, just learning how to follow up with that. So yeah. that's awesome. And I can feel like uh, I see the the trajectory mm-hmm. of how this works is like we have the fruit of the spirit in uh, spiritual gifts, right? And one of the things that is could be flowing through you is the ability to use like things that are, are unique to you, right? So somebody that they feel like could speak to you mm-hmm. or, or where you can get further than somebody else that doesn't have that experience, doesn't have uh, the the traits of bilingual or growing up in, you know, that sort of community. Mm-hmm. So tuning into how God has given us spiritual gifts. He's given us uh, gifts that he wants us to use. Yeah. So I think that it's, it's amazing that you're capturing those gifts and you're utilizing them for his glory. So yeah. that's, that's super awesome, man. Um, and the thing that I've been seeing the most, dude, is just astonishing to me is your chapter right now working with youth ministry. So how did that happen? Were, were you already attending this church? Did you feel God call you to this? Like, what, how did this all start? Yeah, so, um, and, and honestly, it was something that I didn't have on my ra- radar. It's n- nothing that I ever uh, pursued out of my own. It was definitely a God thing. And mm-hmm. I started attending um, a different church about almost six years ago. I'm the Awakened Church which is a very large church in, in our city. Um, I started attending uh, the, the campus out in East Lake with my wife. Um, we were the first ones to walk in there from, now I got a lot of family that attends there, but when we came in there, it was really a season of not really having um, a lot of friendships when involving like couples, married couples. We really didn't have married couple friends, and that was something that we desired. So we came into the church and really got planted and found that uh, pretty quickly. And um, we loved the church. We, we started serving actually in kids' ministry. And we had the mentality of, hey, we're just going to say yes to God. Wherever God wants us, we're going to say yes to it. So me and my wife together began serving in, um, you know, with four- and five-year-olds. And that was an incredible season in itself. We, we grew through it and just learning how to serve alongside my wife and seeing that, you know, in areas that, that I'm weak in, she's strong in, or vice versa, and, and being able to collaborate together and build God's kingdom through kids' ministry was amazing. Um, so we did that faithfully for oh, a little over two years, and um, when it came down to youth ministry, uh, it was my campus pastor at the time, he actually asked us, we are going through just like a transitional season during COVID and dealing with the lockdowns of churches and um, it was during that time in the summer where my campus pastor asked us, hey, is, you know, would you be willing to lead youth ministry? 
And during that time, it, I had every excuse, me and my wife, we had every excuse to say no. Uh, we were expecting our first child, our son Luke, um, and we had got asked um, right before August, and the due date was in August as well. Oh wow! So mo <laughs> most people would say, you know what, you're crazy. Like, let's focus on this season of parenting. Let's let's um, you know figure out how to be a parent and how to be a father. And during that time, uh, I knew that it was a God thing. I remember praying about it and being in my car and. Um, hearing a song come out for the first time and it's a song called make room um, just saying that God I will make room for you you know and when I heard that that sound that song I felt the Holy Spirit talk to me and say hey this is what you got to do step into it and and it was a real powerful moment in that car that day and yeah. you know I had tears running down my eyes and I just knew you know what despite um, you know the you know despite what we see around us like you know, we're going to have a kid. And, and also another challenge was Wednesday nights was when um, our, we had our youth services and I worked Wednesday nights. So um, that was another excuse I could have said, you know what, I, I work on Wednesday nights. We can't do this, you know. Um, but I made the decision to say yes and together with my wife to step into it. And I began to um, take days off. And, you know, we just kind of figured it out, learning how to build a team from, you know, pretty much from scratch, learning how to be parents for the first time and, and um, taking days off during, um, during those months to just be available and wow. make room. Yeah. Like that song said, make room for God. There's, there's no excuses, you know. Um, so it was incredible to, to really um, launch it. And it's been life changing for us. It's been almost two and a half years now that we've uh, been in it uh, and it's been incredible the most incredible um, ministry um, time in, in the faith for me um, that I've ever been part of in in my journey with God so that's amazing man wow it's it's uh, very commendable that you took that that step of faith to be obedient to the Lord and make time and when, when we uh, take that leap of faith he's faithful to make the the path right for us right? absolutely <laughs> so that's that's awesome yeah and and, and uh your team uh, somehow i heard your team at awaken uh, men's uh camp was like the team to be on all the dudes wanted to be on that that team what was your team called yeah so uh the past couple of years I, I had the opportunity to lead a uh a team one of our men's conferences emerged we have it every single year it's the most incredible uh, event i ever been part of um but uh, our team was the Kingsmen, and um, yeah, that <laughs> you formed this brotherhood, and you you um, you go out to this camp, and you know we all have RVs or tents, you know maybe not tents anymore because it's so freezing yeah. out there. Yeah, and Campo is where we have our it's rugged. Uh, yeah, yeah, our our you know our lead pastor bought a, a pretty much land out in Campo just so we can have these um, retreats and. Um, it's yeah, merges incredible. We're actually it's starting the next week. We have um, our event, so I'm excited about it. It's uh, it's been life changing from for myself and uh, really for anyone that attends. I've seen God do some miraculous things in um, yeah in men's lives. So yeah, it looks like an incredible event. Definitely want to attend it. In regards to your making uh, time for the Lord, uh, what? advice could you give to someone who might be you know busy in the world's perspective but 
uh, a, a tip basically to be able to tune into that. Yeah, absolutely. So the Bible says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And being diligent is being committed. Despite whatever is around you, despite whatever circumstances you find yourself, um, you can still be diligent in your season. So my advice is to encourage you is that no matter where you find yourself, get planted in the house. The Bible says that those who are planted in the house will flourish. And I've literally seen um, just my life flourish. I've seen God reward us in ways that I couldn't even imagine. And he has baffled us and blown our mind with the things that um, he has done miraculously from, you know, the home we currently live in to, to even the birth of our children. And, and I just seen God do some miraculous things as far as that. And, and even being in a point where um, my wife doesn't have to go to work and she can be here to raise our kids in our home. Um, that's another miraculous story of what God has done during this season of just diligently seeking him and, mm -hmm. and not making excuses um, to not serve or making not excuses to not be committed in my devotion with God. So yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Oh man, that's, that's huge, a huge blessing for yeah. sure. Um, with, uh, as an encouragement too, uh, as you listen uh, I would encourage you to receive what Ito is saying that God works in seasons and don't hold on to be stagnant if you feel God is calling you to something else even if it doesn't seem like it's yours I never thought I'd make a podcast I don't even think it like I would have never in my dreams thought that this would be something I'd want to do this was definitely something God placed on my heart and just trying to be obedient you know yeah. for his glory so if God is tugging at your heart that you need to do something, take a leap of faith and um, allow this story to hopefully uh, give you some some fuel to yeah. want to do that and be obedient to that. Yeah. And so uh, for any uh, high school students that might be listening to this, uh, how can they get connected with uh, yeah. your, you guys? You guys look like you got a pretty awesome uh, youth uh, high school, you know, program. It, it reminds me a lot of kind of where, what I was doing with um, my buddy Christian Castaneda, who was my high school youth. He reminds me a lot of you. Yeah. Um, uh, just the way connecting with kids, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, we. I, I honestly wish I had a, a youth ministry like the one we have. Um, it's a lot different, and and um, it's it's we have a. a words we say it's kind of like the culture of our church fresh real and powerful and that's really what you will find at our youth ministry that it's fresh and that it's real and that it's powerful and uh, we meet uh, at 6 p.m. on Wednesday nights out in um, East Lake currently at the venue uh, in East Lake because our church is currently being remodeled and um, just renovated and we will have our own uh, youth room in the future so we're ex extremely excited about that but yeah you can connect with us every Wednesday night and really find community. And that's what it, it's, it's all about, is that we weren't meant to live life alone. We were meant to live life in community. And that's really what you see when um, the church really launched out, is that they right away started meeting in houses, breaking bread, and you know really um, sharing in the faith together. So you'll find community, you'll find family with us, and you'll grow in your faith for God. You'll, you'll believe for things that you never thought you would believe for. And, and 
I've seen God just show up in so many of our high schoolers' lives. Um, it's honestly been the most refreshing thing to see is that despite what is going on in society and, and, and all the brokenness that this world has to offer is that in the house of God you will find everything you need because everything you need is found in Jesus. So I encourage you guys to come come out. If you are in high school, we would love to see you, love to meet with you, and um, love to get to know you. So Ito, in the intro, I kind of introduced you as a father of faith, which is what I see you as. Um, can you tell me about you being a young father and also uh, being a light to these kids and how that comes together through God putting that on your heart? Yeah, I learned um, really, like I mentioned, um, I went into fatherhood right at the time as we launched out into youth ministry and and really shepherd, learning how to shepherd my own home, but also learning how to shepherd high schoolers and, and even people who are on our team. And um, during this process, I really seen God um, really give me that heart of a father for people, you know, as, as he was doing it in my own personal life, learning how to raise my son and, and, and that new love that, that I now experienced having a child. Um, I've also seen God um, give me that type of love for the people that we were pastoring and, and leading. And I've realized that in my journey of faith that there's nothing more rewarding, nothing more refreshing than to actually um, live your life in what Christ said, the Great Commission, right, to to disciple people, to lead people um, to Him, you know, and, and I've just seen God um, just do that in my life, give me a love that I, that I never had before, uh, uh, like you said, a heart of a father um, to these kids, um, and it's been incredible to to be part of, to be part of their journeys and in this season of their life, and to sow good seeds into to their lives that I know will produce an amazing harvest. And, um, you know, one day I know I'll be marrying a lot of these kids and be part of their, their weddings or even, you know, when they start having children, you know, being part of their kid's life. And so it's incredible. And I would encourage anybody to, like, if you're walking this journey out with Jesus, to realize that it's easy to just get caught up in the routine of attending church and uh, even serving on teams, but there's nothing more satisfying than actually pouring into people, building people up, discipling them, and also leading those who are lost to the cross. Boom. Absolutely, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for being obedient to the Lord and, and just allowing Him to, for you to be that lighthouse for these kids to just shine them on the right way, you know? Yeah. That's, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Incredible. Awesome. There you have it, folks. And I am going to be uh, throwing out some ideas for our next season, which is going to be kind of based off fatherhood. And I'd love to bring you back, brother. Um, you know, we're both young young dads, and uh, the world has a lot to say about raising kids. And uh, God calls us to be good stewards to our, to our children and stuff. So I'd like to talk some more about what the Bible has to say and stuff we've learned. It's a... Uh, like anything, it's always ever-changing, right? I would love to, yeah. So thank you for listening. This is Choco and Ito signing out. See you guys.